through the primordial sign of water, baptism reveals that there is more to life than simply being alive. In the name of the Spirit at the river, amen. amen. In one of his classic books, Deep River, Shusaku Endo writes of an eclectic group of Japanese tourists who together are making pilgrimage to the Ganges in India for the primordial Hindu ritual of cleansing. Each character in the book brings a unique story to the river, often a troubled past and sometimes a desire for redemption, for renewal of life. One of them, named Isobe, meets the river after the painful loss of his wife. And while sitting on the banks, he reflects on the transition of this baptism that he is embarking upon. In Endo's words, Now that Isobe was all alone, he had finally come to understand that there is a fundamental difference between being alive and truly living. The scholars who chose today's scripture readings wanted to remind us that baptism for us Christians is primordial in origin. The passage from Genesis right at the heart of our Judeo-Christian spiritual heritage points to the primordial sign of water, where the wind of God, the breath of the Spirit, moves over the waters of chaos, the waters of void, and ushers light into being. Well, now in the 21st century, cosmologists ponder quarks and strings and strangelets in conjunction with galactic structures and expensive super colliders and the Big Bang. Our awe of the primordial chaos from which all of us come still remains an integral part of the mystery and the adventure of the human family. Last night, Daniel and I were out walking after a busy day, just as the full moon rose over Blythedale Canyon. I realized it was a sight that our ancestors older than the Bible saw countless times and marveled at. We still can, too, despite our greater scientific knowledge. True, I can now look up the distance to the moon or know its size, but that takes nothing away from the strange and wonderful, the dangerous and beautiful universe with all of its structure, form, violence sometimes, and creativity. In the same way, the waters of baptism are just as familiar to us in the Christian household yet just as mysterious and ancient. They serve for us a primordial sign 
They haunt us the same way as the awesome parts of our universe do when we dare to pause from our usually narrow busyness and gaze at them and ponder them. For the waters of baptism are all of those things too, life, structure, death, chaos, violence, and creativity. In the waters of baptism are found the primordial story of our Christian family and the shared story we have in so many ways with the rest of the human family. Ellie Walker and Andrew Williams, who are both being so good, are two candidates for baptism this day. They both bring with them, even with all the innocence of infants, the stories of their families, the stories of countless generations born, bred, and died in this world. They bring even a shared story of galaxies and stars and planets and the deep, nearly inscrutable process that makes it possible for rain, soil, and air to become flowers and for human life to struggle, flourish, and love. And now they join with another story, one that began in the River Jordan all those years ago when an obscure man from Nazareth stepped into the waters and was baptized by a wild man prophet. The Jordan for first century Judaism, in some ways like the Ganges still serves for Hindus, represents transformation the way it carried the past away. It also marked a boundary between one world and another, between civilization and chaos, between the old and the new. And it was there that John was drawn to proclaim metanoia, transformation of life, the giving way of one way of being for another in this boundary that the Jordan represented between death and life. Ellie and Andrew are being given away today in this community for that kind of baptism. They are being offered even in the primordial sense, and I mean the scary sense that most of us recoil at when we think of ancient cultic rituals where children were offered to the gods. Offering a child to God is, in some ways, just as dangerous now as it was then. It's about relinquishing control and power. In talking these past several weeks with Sarah and Mark and Rob and Kristen, they recognize they are engaging in this primordial Christian practice of giving their children over to God in the face of a world of uncertainty, Uncertainty these days about employment and housing and the future. Uncertainty in a transient world where now all seems just like the river passing by, taking the past and even the present along with it. They are giving their children into the hands of a God who promises them no more than God promises Jesus in the Jordan. You are my child the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. 
that being pleased with Jesus, just as God was pleased with light as the universe came into being, does not forestall the sufferings and challenges that are to come. The universe remains a dangerous place. In our tradition in this day, we can fall easily into the mists of magical thinking that baptism is like buying salvation insurance, that baptism is somehow going to protect, to ensure Ellie and Andrew from the painful realities of the world into which they have recently been born. But we forget that baptism in the River Jordan didn't put an end to the pain that Jesus had to confront or to the cross that awaited him in Jerusalem. If Jesus was offered no insurance, why should we expect any different? Instead, what we and Jesus are offered in the waters of baptism is what Isobe finds at the bank of the Ganges. A new beginning, even a new creation. It's the same sort of beginning these little children have recently experienced with their families of being drawn from the waters of the womb, of being knit together from nothing, of experiencing the awesome nature of new life, new being, the adventures of being drawn into a future that is being birthed only as we step into it. It is as uncertain as it always has been. But what we are promised by virtue of our baptism is that we step into that future together, not only with one another in Christ's new community, but with a God who loves us even through the deaths and rebirths of the primordial waters. Ellie and Andrew both will leave this place in the language of the New Testament, born again, made anew by the resurrection of Christ. They will be indelibly Christian. They will have a claim on us and we will have a claim on them. It is the same claim that draws all of us who are baptized together to this place week after week to share our stories, the common cup and the broken bread. To remember that our ties to God are now immutable and, like Christ, stronger even than death. For in some wonderful way, as we pronounce the ancient words and anoint Ellie and Andrew, we too might hear in the language of our prayers the light of God's voice pronouncing that these two little children are children of the divine, beloved, with whom God is well pleased. Indeed, that baptism calls Ellie and Andrew and all of us to be more than simply alive, but to begin truly living. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.